0: Welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Today is August the 28th, and I'm with Scott Patty for another Words of Grace podcast. Hello, Scott. Hello, Justin. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm well today. Yeah. It's cooled off a little bit. Well. I mean, it for me, it's cooled off. Being from Texas, yeah, it has cooled off. Yes.
1: But it's, yes, it's great. Yeah, Weather's yeah, great. It's, <laughs> it's great.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we had a great Sunday. Man, a full Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, I saw many classes that needed more chairs. Mm-hmm. And um, it was great. It was great seeing the activity in the building. And, you know, it's just, it's always good.
1: Yeah. So we started a couple of new um, adult discipleship classes a few weeks ago. Yeah college kids that who go away some you know it happens every year our kids from grace young people from grace who go to college they leave but then the others who are coming to nashville to go to college uh, started and they Mm -hmm. come back to grace so the college class uh took a big bump up this past couple weeks and new members class, a lot of folks in there. Yep. So yes, very full, a lot of activity going on. It's good. A lot good.
0: of activity. Mm-hmm. And we were back in the book of <clears throat> Isaiah mm-hmm. and we were in chapter 5 and it was all week me sitting there rereading 5 going, "Hmm, how's Scott going to go? Where are we going to go?" Where with we're going to go with this. And it was a, a great sermon. And so um would love for you to, right now just to kind of recap the sermon on Sunday and kind of about Isaiah 5 where we're at and kind of where where it took you. Okay.
1: You could, uh, there's a lot of, a few different ways to look at what's happening in these early chapters of Mm -hmm. Isaiah. I think the one that makes the most sense um, is that Isaiah in the first five chapters um, laid the groundwork. It's, it's, so you could say chapter one is sort of an introduction, but you could also say chapters one through five are an introduction because in chapter six, which where we will be next week is where we get the personal call of Isaiah the prophet Mm -hmm. to speak. So you know, why is Isaiah's call at chapter six and not at chapter one? What's going on? <clears throat> and I think a, a really good way to look at it is the first five chapters lay a foundation mm-hmm. um, where God is bringing um, both judgments, pronounces of, pronouncements of judgment because of sin and what those specific sins are, the nature mm-hmm. of them, and he's bringing um, glimpses of hope. Mm-hmm. And he does that for five chapters and then as if to say, here's the message. Mm-hmm. And then he introduces the, the messenger. Yeah. So you could say that chapter five is the end of that introduction of introducing the message. Yeah. Here's the sin. Here's the way God's people have uh, rebelled against him. Here are the pronouncements of the Lord against them. And here are these glimmers of hope mm-hmm. uh, that are coming after the Lord disciplines his people. Right. Right. So chapter 5, being the end of that, is another one, and it's really a parable. It's a parable of a vineyard. Mm -hmm. Um, We see that in the first seven verses of chapter 5, and um, it it starts out like any other parable, you know, the beloved had a vineyard, Mm -hmm. Uh, the beloved planted a vine, the beloved prepared Mm -hmm. and protected and provided for the vine, uh, the the vines uh, in the vineyard, but... And then it goes on to say they were unfruitful. And so yeah. for the rest of the chapter, it's um, really a message of the... I said unfruitful. Really, it's bad fruit. Right. And it's the message of the bad they fruit. They were producing something. Yeah. wasn't good. They were producing sin. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so that's, that's where we were. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to do was take it beyond there and not leave us there in chapter 5. We could have, but... Um, there is a psalm, Psalm mm-hmm. 80, yep. and the refrain in Psalm 80 is, Restore us, O Lord God. Yeah. Make your face to shine upon us that we might be saved. And in that psalm, there's actually a reference to the vine
0: mm-hmm. that
1: the Lord brought out of Egypt, deliverance of the people of Israel mm-hmm. out of Egypt, and how they were planted uh, but now they're 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 unprotected and, and they're ravished and they're not they're not fruitful and so that that is connected to the the exiles mm-hmm. uh, which we see in Isaiah and the prayer is what I wanted to focus on yeah. when you come to the end and you you see there's failure what do you do
0: yeah what's your response
1: and the, the response should be to to call out to God yeah for mercy and grace to be restored. Then I wanted to go further, and Mm -hmm. so the question was, did God ever answer the prayer of Psalm 80 Mm -hmm. to be restored because of the failure in Isaiah 5? And the answer to that is yes, because as you keep unfolding the the Word, the the revelation Mm -hmm. of God in the Bible, you come to Jesus in John 15 who says, I am the vine. Mm -hmm. And so... He says, "Abide in me, and you'll bear much fruit." So now we're talking about a people in the new covenant
0: mm-hmm.
1: in Christ, abiding in Christ, who become a vineyard that is fruitful for the glory of God. Right. And uh, so that's that was the sermon on Sunday. And the bottom line was to say, um, when when the message of of failure to bear the good fruit uh, comes to us, we we and we find ourselves in a state of spiritual decline. We should be praying that God would mm. restore us, and we should be turning to Christ because Christ is the restoration. Yeah, Christ right. is the vine. abiding Christ, yeah. and we will bear the fruit that God called us to.
0: Yeah, I, I loved the sermon on Sunday, and just for what you're saying, I think when you read a passage, uh, the whole chapter, and if you've read the whole chapter in Isaiah five, <clears throat> I mean, it's tough. You know, you even mentioned on Sunday. I mean, he's whistling for the nations to come, Mm -hmm. um, to, to move them into exile. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be enjoyable. And this is the judgment they're facing. You read this and even how it ends, you're like, Ooh, Mm -hmm. Ooh. And, Mm -hmm. and, but I loved how you tied it to what is our response. It should be humility and a crying out to him Mm -hmm. to have mercy and to renew and restore once again. Mm -hmm. I loved that. I felt like it, it gave me not that I always have to have action after a sermon, but it gave me hope to where to turn, mm-hmm. which then again, you're turning it to the ultimate turn, mm-hmm. which is to Christ, the true vine mm-hmm. that is the perfect vine is the one where we remain. So I, again, I thought it was a, a really great encouraging sermon. Um, Cause I think sometimes Scott, I don't know if you feel this way, but you know, I think every, in, in every time in history, people could say this, you live in a dark time. and like, mm-hmm. ah, what do I do? And I, I felt like even turn on the news. You're like, what do I do? It's like, cry out to God, mm-hmm. cry out to him. So that was really helpful yeah, to me. Yeah. Um, so what I want to spend our time talking about is is really about producing fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it because, you know, you're talking about in Isaiah six, they're producing this bad fruit. And then you turn to, you know, John 15, about abiding in the vine and you'll bear much fruit. And so prove to be my disciples. So my question is, is two. One is what is bearing fruit? What mm-hmm. does that mean in the Christian faith? And then based on that, what should we as a church be pursuing in light of producing fruit? Like, what should we be pursuing? What should okay. be in our focus?
1: Okay, what is bearing fruit? Um, bearing fruit, well, look at fruit in general. Why, mm-hmm. why is the analogy used? Because we learned something from it. Fruit in general is something that you see. So mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's an, an evidence mm-hmm. that this fruit comes from something beyond it. Mm-hmm. It's attached to a, a, a branch, which is attached to a vine, which is rooted. Okay, so the, the point being that fruit is the thing, the things that are to come from our lives because we are attached to Christ. Okay, And then when they come from our lives, they give evidence that we are attached. They're visible. They give evidence that we are attached to Christ. Mm-hmm. And then if you take it a little bit further... Uh, in John 15, Jesus said, uh, by this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So it's it's the evidence, the things you can see uh, of being attached to Christ. So it comes from mm-hmm. somewhere else. It comes from Christ, and then it brings glory to God. Mm-hmm. So, so, okay, but get practical. You yeah. know, like, like, Tell me some examples. Well, yeah. obedience. Jesus said that. Yeah. You abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love. Love Christ. Yeah. When so you loving love
0: Christ, obeying his commandments, those are definitely. That's fruit. Right.
1: Yeah, When you love Christ, you obey his commandments. When you're obeying the commandments of mm-hmm. Christ, you're showing the life of Christ, uh, the, the power of Christ, mm-hmm. um, the grace of Christ in your life mm-hmm. through obedience. Yeah. So what is obedience?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you love God. Yeah. Uh, you, you love the brethren, the, yeah. the, the Christian uh, community. Yeah. Um, you order your life according to God's will, revealed in the word. Yeah. You serve Christ. Yeah. You carry out ministry in Christ's name. Yeah. everything that he told you to do right. you know when he said go make disciples of all the nations uh, baptize them teach them to observe all that I've commanded you well when you when they observe when we observe all that he has commanded us we're bearing fruit right so it's a it's a it, it could be a personal character uh, fruit mm-hmm. it could be love it could also be ministry fruit like service yeah. and doing what God's called us to do mission uh, witness that kind of thing so all that, whenever, whatever comes under the category of abiding in Christ's mm-hmm. love by keeping His commandments would be considered fruit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, you go back to the nation of Israel and um, in, uh, in, in Judah, Judah and Israel in Isaiah, let's go to Isaiah 5. He said, you were a, a vine that bore bad fruit. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so let's look at it from that angle. The Lord told them, gave them His law, Told them what was right and wrong. Told them to love the Lord their mm-hmm. God with all of their being, heart, soul, yeah. mind, uh, all their strength. Um, told them to love their neighbor uh, as themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave them specific laws about the land
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, specific laws about worship. Yeah. So they they didn't they didn't do those things. They mm-hmm. disobeyed. Mm-hmm. You know, Isaiah five. They right. were they were land grabbing against yeah. the laws of Leviticus. Um, there was injustice. They were taking bribes. People mm-hmm. who were in charge of determining guilt and innocence of a person uh, were taking bribes, mm-hmm. so that the guilty were going free and the innocent weren't getting justice. Mm-hmm. That there's that there's that really well known passage where he says you you were you know you were calling good evil yeah you were calling darkness light like darkness yeah uh, you know bitter sweet sweet bitter you were you were you were just taking truth what's right and wrong and flipping it on its head. Yeah. So that's the bad fruit that they were bearing. Yeah. And uh, the good fruit would have been to be obedient Mm -hmm. to the Lord. Now, one more thing, and then we can move on with another part of this, but that was all to to glorify God. Why did God raise up this people in, Mm -hmm. in the midst of all the nations and bless them and give them his word, his law? <clears throat> because he wanted them to reflect his glory and show the nations that he is the God above all. He's the only living and true God. Yeah. His word is true and right, and that people from all nations can bow before him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they failed in that. So yeah. fast forward to Jesus, and he's looking at his church, and he's saying, You abide in me. You will bear much fruit. And when you do this, by this, my Father is glorified. Why does God have the church on earth? To reflect the glory of God. Yeah. To show the nations that Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm -hmm. It's the driving purpose, the glory of Christ. Yeah. And it's so easy to think, you know, that we're chosen and we're put in Christ and we're given the blessings of salvation so that we can be safe and comfortable and happy and blessed and get everything we want and life will be easy. And it's like, well, that's not the point. Yeah. Yeah. It's to glorify the Father by showing the nations that Jesus is Lord.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of, you may be already going there, but which is if this is fruit, this is what it looks like to bear fruit. Oh, that was the question I was answering. Yeah, Sorry, I appreciate you. Are, yeah, I know. it's great. I love it how you just yeah. keep going. But then that should be our pursuit. Yeah. It should be, which I think makes sense, Scott, because I think if, if you're, it seems to me, if you're connected to the vine, the true mm-hmm. vine, mm-hmm. Obviously, when you're connected to the true vine, you can't help but realize how great the vine is mm-hmm. and how you need the vine. Yeah. So when you begin to live it out, the pursuit is, I want to point to that vine. I yeah. don't—I'm just a branch connected to the vine. Yeah. The reason why I've got this fruit is because I'm connected to the vine. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. So that becomes our pursuit now. That's it. Now yeah.
1: And the focus shifts, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it, it shifts from us to Christ. Yeah. Um. What does it mean to abide in Christ? How does a person, yeah. how does the church, how do we abide in Christ? Yeah. yeah. Well, certainly we abide in his word. He mm. said that in John yeah. 8. Certainly we abide in his word. Yeah. Truth. We cannot neglect truth. Yeah. Truth is not, you know, just proving ourselves right. Truth mm. is not just something that we, you know, press hard so we can prove other people wrong. Truth is light Yeah. and life. Yeah. And the truth of Jesus, that there is salvation in none other but Christ. And that when Christ enters a, a man or a woman, their their lives, their moral fiber, their worldview, their approach to the world, their approach mm-hmm. to people, their their understanding of God is all set right yeah. by truth. Yeah. And um, so we have to hold to the truth yeah. to abide in Christ. Yeah. yeah. And then we obey it. Yeah. And that truth is, we've already already covered a lot of ground yeah. there in this in this little talk here. What what does that mean to obey? Yeah. You know, it, it means to seek first the kingdom. Yeah, it means to love God supremely. Right. It means to love our neighbors, ourself. Yep. It means to live our lives for
0: His service.
1: Mm-hmm. It means all of these things that are that are obedience. That's what it means to abide in Christ.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting. You know, we were talking a little bit before this, but you know. I think we look back at Israel, and, and you know, we do have the vine now. They didn't have the true vine. I mean, Christ mm-hmm. hadn't arrived yet. But still, even being a follower of Christ, we can tend to get sidetracked, and we can get off course a little bit, and begin to, you know, we're yes, we're connected to the vine, but you know, we get mm-hmm. a little bit like, oh, we just lose sight of Christ. Well, look
1: at the history of the church. Yeah, I mean, look at the history of the church in America.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And various groups. Mm-hmm. Whole, whole whole groups of Christian churches
0: mm-hmm.
1: led by leaders are going in directions that are just d- totally away from Christ. Yeah. You know, whole groups of people are denying mm-hmm. the reality and the truth that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. You can walk into Christian churches today and they would just, if they were honest, they would would—they'd just have to tell you, point blank, we do not believe that Jesus Christ is the way to God. Right. They'd say he is a way. Yeah. It's just giving up. Right. So that's not abiding in Christ. Yeah. So, yes, we can see that the church can, can do exactly what Old yeah. Testament Israel yeah. did, and and that is to just walk away from the very light that God has given us. Yeah. They had it in the law. We've got it in Christ. But, right. yes, we can see that. Yeah. Um, you take... You take that issue of, of the exclusivity of Christ. You can also take the moral commands of the Bible. Right. Uh, whole churches, whole, whole groups, congregations, people, mm-hmm. just closing up the, the, the revelation, the mm-hmm. folding up instead of unfolding the Bible, folding yeah. up the Bible and saying, no, that doesn't work here. That's not going to apply. We're going yeah. to redefine. We're going to yeah. rename, rename yeah. good, evil, and evil, good. Yeah. bitter, sweet, sweet, bitter, light, dark, dark, light. We're just going to rename it all yeah. as if we can redefine it. Mm. It's happening. Right, Churches are walking away from mission.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's like, well, we've got our thing. We're happy. Why Why bother with anybody else? Mm-hmm. Jesus said, I put you here to be the light. Yep. Turn outward. Yeah. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. You know, let's take the gospel. Mm-hmm. And churches are just giving up on that. Yeah. Um. So doctrine. Yeah. You know, we've already we've already mentioned the exclusivity of Christ, which is which is a doctrine. But so many other just biblical doctrines of right. the faith—they're uh, not abiding in Christ. And then we can just go to first love, yeah. which is what Jesus said in the Book of Revelation to the churches: "You've lost your first love." Yeah. So same thing, you know. It all goes together.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. I think sometimes we can look obviously at those overt turning away, mm-hmm. but even even to say, "Yeah, we see that," but even turning inward in our own heart and saying, "Where am I?" wondering a little yeah. bit, you know, where am I losing my first love? And Where's where, my love? And I think that's, I think that's what I'm liking so far about Isaiah. It's it's having me, because I can be so easy reading going, yeah, I hope those people are reading this stuff. But it, somewhat it's, it's having me stop and go, okay, what about my own heart? Yeah. You know, where can the Lord work here?
1: Well, see, now you're off into next week. Okay, good. <laughs> because when Isaiah yeah. sees the Lord, yeah. he says, he does not say, Woe is you, says people. Woe, is yeah. woe you, people. Yeah, he says, "Woe is me." Yeah, and he's the prophet. Yeah, and nobody, nobody is righteous before yeah. God. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the psalmist said, "Don't enter into judgment with me, Lord," because nobody is righteous before yeah, you. That's right. That's right. And so, anybody who sees the vision of Christ is going to say, "Woe is me." Yeah. So yeah, now we're now we're into yeah. our individual yeah. hearts. Yeah,
0: well, I am looking forward. I haven't told ever told you this, but I have a vivid memory as a teenager reading Isaiah six. Really, vivid memory sitting Tell us about in that. a on a desk, and I was thinking about should I go overseas or not. Now I know this was about him being a prophet and, and and pronouncing judgment on the people, but he saw the status and he was being sent, and it was just this moment with the Lord of like okay. There's an opportunity to go to the nations and I it was my first trip overseas mm-hmm. seventeen years old and I remember seeing Isaiah six it, and I'm like, ooh, okay. Yeah. And it's just a good, a good chapter. So it
1: is. Well, yeah. and it does have it, it has total relevance to yeah. to God's calling for a missionary spirit yeah. in light of his holiness. Right. And his cleansing power in our own lives. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, I look forward to Isaiah 6 on Sunday. All right. See you, man.
1: Okay.